What's going on? Irma's rheumatism has flared up worse than ever. Maybe from the grief of losing her daughter. But whatever the cause, she can't even get out of bed right now, let alone tend to your little ones. Irma hadn't come to the house in several days, but he thought she needed time alone, like he did. Dad started to pour coffee into the empty mug. Joel put his hand over the cup and shook his head. I... I'm sorry, I didn't realize. It would break Florence's heart to know her mom was suffering so. Dad cupped his large calloused hands around the hot mug. Your mom wants to be here for you. She does, but she can't leave your Uncle Wayne at home alone for so much of the day. Johnny Yoder came to the house and sat with him this last week, but he can't continue to do that. I think the most she'll be able to come is a couple of hours a day. Only a couple of hours? Joel sat on a stained, spattered bar stool. How was he supposed to care for a newborn if his mom couldn't come for more than two hours a day? At the same time, he knew she couldn't leave her brother Wayne, who at 54 had begun suffering from early dementia and had been living with Joel's parents ever since. Dad grabbed a stool from a corner of the wood shop and set it next to Joel's. Your mom and Irma can't continue to help like we talked about when Florence passed. We have the girl from Pennsylvania for a couple more weeks, but I haven't found any woman in the Amish community who can leave her family regularly to help. If Mom and Irma weren't up to the round-the-clock task of caring for a newborn, a toddler, and a preschooler, who was? The girl from Perry County, Joel stammered, trying to recall her name. It was ridiculous that he struggled to remember it. He'd spoken to her a couple of times, thanking her for helping. He'd seen her dozens of times a day as she tended to Grace and helped with the boys. He and the girl had kept a midnight vigil a couple of times, her rocking Grace while he held his boys so they could sleep. Rose. So what was her last name? She's good with them, isn't she? It seemed to Joel that she was, but maybe he was seeing what he needed to. Truth be told, even when he was in the same room as Rose, he was aware of very little except his motherless children and the ripping pain of grief inside him. Yeah, she is, Dad said, but she can't stay here. Joel longed for the warmth and love that used to define his home, his life. He missed Florence so much it was as if someone were constantly cutting out his heart with no anesthesia. He pressed the palms of his hands against his eyes, trying to keep the tears at bay. If, if we talk to Rose's bishop and her dad, maybe they would understand. They aren't going to let her stay in your home with you, especially not at night. But you do need help. Your newborn and the boys wake and need some sort of tending every few hours. Imagine working a day after that. He nodded. His two-year-old, Levi, had never slept through the night. Often he was up as much as he was down. Mose, his three-year-old, 
had slept decently enough before last week. Now he woke frequently, searching for his mom. Dad sipped his coffee as if they were having one of their typical conversations about business and workload. You need help for the next three to four years at least. Then some of the teen girls will be old enough to work for you during the day. Six years would be best. All three will be in school then. Joel couldn't imagine enduring the next month, let alone years. He was 29 years old, and instead of thriving, everything ahead would be a matter of survival. Beth invited us to move in with her. Maybe that's the best option. Dad's brows furrowed. Your sister lives 400 miles away and has a huge family of her own. God made you the lender.